Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Shape the Culture's podcast, our weekly message where we deliver a creative, inspiring, motivative, authentic message to you every week directly. I'm so happy that you've tuned in. Thank you for joining us. If you are a first-time listener, I really just want to say I really appreciate you tuning in however you found your way here. I'm happy that you're here. I hope you find something that sets you on fire. I hope you take something away from this message that you can begin to implement in your everyday life um, and that you carry with you in your heart, your soul, and your spirit. If you're a continuing listener, I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to tune in. I hope that you continue to enjoy these lessons. I hope that you continue to share. Um, you know, a big thing about Shape the Culture is we follow the model of each one teach one. Um, you know, each week I encourage you to share this message with somebody that you think needs it, somebody that you think needs to be uplifted. Um, and just learn something new. And we're going to hop right back into our continuing series this week. So this week, we'll conclude our series, Jonah. Um, Through this series, we've been taking a look at each chapter of the book of Jonah, from chapter one to this last chapter, chapter four. Um, And we've really learned some interesting lessons from from Jonah and his journey. Um, Starting in the first chapter, you know, when he he went the other way, and he showed us what it means to miss the mark, and how sometimes when we miss the mark, we put ourselves in danger. Um, we put ourselves in positions where we where we lose control, but our acceptance of acknowledging that we went wrong um, can really get us right back on the right path and how that choice is always ours. Um, and then we looked at how Jonah was in the belly of the beast. He gets swallowed by the great fish. He's in there and he cries out to the Lord. You know, he's seen, he's had a near death experience and he cries out. And that shows us how continuing to move forward with our acceptance of, of being able to say, okay, look, I know I messed up, but you know, you know, God, you looked out for me, you provided a way, um, you know, saves us in the end and, and how we can always end up right back on the path. Um, and then last week we looked at, at how even when we miss our mark, our purpose and our mission never really changes, that the opportunity for us to achieve our victory is always there. The truth um is that our destiny is always waiting for us and we can never lose sight of that. And I want us to be encouraged to, to see that. Um, and so we ended with Jonah preaching the message to the great city of Nevea um, and saving thousands of people. Um, and so this week we're going to get into chapter four. Um, and this message is titled, I'm Upset, because we're going to look at how Jonah is still angry, even though he achieved his mission, he saved thousands of people. And so I'm going to read chapter four of Jonah from New Living Translation. And it reads like this. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah and he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran to Tarshish. I knew that you were merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. Just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. The Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under as he waited to see what would happen to the city. And the Lord God arranged for a leafy plant to grow there. And soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head, shading him from the sun. This eased his discomfort and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But God also arranged for a a worm. The next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. And as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die. Death is certainly better than living like this, he exclaimed. 
Then God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Yes, Jonah retorted, even angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, you feel sorry about the plant, though you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and died quickly. But Nevi'eh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? So we see here that we've made it to the end of Jonah's journey. We followed him from when he first heard the voice of God speak to him. We traveled through the storm as he was thrown overboard for not following his path. Then we stayed with Jonah through the belly of the beast as he called out to God for another chance, acknowledging where he went wrong. Then we saw Jonah redeem himself as he heard the voice of God again and chose to follow his path and preach his message. And now we've read what happened after. But I think what happens after this chapter, chapter four of Jonah, is really the most interesting thing to me. Because think about it. We witnessed Jonah complete his mission. He achieves his purpose. Like that's what everybody like really dreams of doing, right? He saves the lives of thousands. He's a hero. And he gets to witness God smiling down on him. Like, you know, God is like, yo, thank you. You did it. The people of Nevaeh are grateful for Jonah. You know, Jonah just accomplished something so great. Yet Jonah still finds a reason to be upset. That's crucial. Jonah is angry at God because his message of doom didn't come true. The people Jonah preached to actually decided to change their lives. He, he, he convicted them. He was able to get them to change. They decided to get back on the right path. And in return, God decided to provide them with another chance to shine. And you would think, right? You would think as a prophet, as Jonah's duty, as his career, whatever you want to call it, that Jonah would be thrilled to see this happen, that he would find joy in this. You think he would be exhilarated that he was able to spread a message that actually changed people from the inside out. Jonah considered should have considered himself a hero because of what he was able to do. So why do we read that Jonah expressed anger and frustration instead of happiness? See, just like Jonah, I believe a lot of our frustration and anger comes from these expectations that we set in our head. And we, we tend to have a tendency to pre-plan our life. You know, We set ourselves up to be disappointed because we want our lives and the situations we find ourselves in to go a certain way. From the time we're little, from little babies, we actually get to plan out the little minor and detail details of our lives. We want to gain certain achievements by a certain age. We want to earn a certain amount of money by the time we reach a certain age in life. These are all things that we do kind of naturally. Even if it's not consciously, it's kind of subconscious where it's like, okay, look, you know, by the time I'm 25, I expect myself to be good. I expect to have my dream career, my dream car, my dream house. I, I expect to have the right partner. I expect to have this much money in my bank account, be able to do these things. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with setting goals because the truth is we do need to set goals to keep our lives on track and to make sure we stay focused. But the goals we set are really more for our growth than anything. We need to have a, an amount of openness that makes room for things not to go our way. Like part of setting goals, it's, it's more about the progress, right? They always say it's more about the journey than the destination. We can, we can plan for our lives, but as we see like in Jonah, God's plan will ultimately prevail. The universe, you know, evolves on its own. Things naturally take their own course. And we see this illuminated through Jonah's story. 
Even though Jonah was told that doom was on the way for Nivea, God had another plan. And get this, there was still a lesson for Jonah to learn through this. We read, we read in the first chapter that Jonah has trouble dealing with his arrogance and his temper, you know, and then coming to the end of the story from chapter one to chapter four, we see that Jonah is still dealing with these same issues. And that's important because even when we believe we've overcome our storms and we make it out, you know, and when we make our way out of the belly of the beast, there will still be times when our old habits and ways of thinking resurface. And that's the importance because we can't run from who we are. And the truth is that Jonah has to face, this is the truth Jonah has to face as he sits under the shade of the tree, that he's still somewhat the same person. He has to grapple with the fact that his temper is an integral part of his identity. There is no Jonah without his temper. But this is also the reason Jonah was chosen by God for this exact mission. A critical critical aspect of our journey towards our purpose and our destiny is being able to conquer what's inside of us. Remember, we have to live in the truth of our light and our darkness. We have to be able to find our eternal balance before we can manifest externally. And Jonah's energy that fueled his temper is the same energy that fueled his preaching and allowed him to draw conviction out of people. At his best, Jonah was a major prophet transforming the lives of thousands. But at his worst, Jonah found himself at odds with the spirit of God living and breathing inside of him. And I think this is a great illustration of our own dual nature. We know what it's like to be at our best when we have clarity and discernment. And during these moments, it seems like everything we touch to go- touch turns to gold and our life is full of shine. But when we're at our worst, we know what it's like to feel like we're constantly falling down the slippery slope. When we're able to locate our balance and maintain our center, that's when we get to live with our greatness day in and day out. We're allowed the opportunity to be witnesses to our own testimony as we realize how powerful and mighty we truly are. And the Spirit of God thrives on compassion. It's human nature to lose our balance and to flip-flop between being on the path and off the path. But Jonah knew, right? He said it himself that God was slow to anger and has unfailing love, has compassion, and is eager to save. It's this love that flows from the inside of us that is constantly reminding us to get ourselves together and to learn and to grow. In our deepest being, we want to be our best selves and live our best lives. It's not just a phrase. It's a yearning that actually comes from deep inside of us. It's our mission to seek that out personally, to put ourselves forward while we learn to live with our light and our darkness. Jonah was able to witness how God moves in our everyday lives. He went through the complete cycle from being down to coming up to feeling like even when you come up and you made it out, that you really haven't received what you thought you were going to gain. But I think that Jonah's supreme understanding is that love reigns supreme. And as long as we put our best effort forward, then everything will work out for our good. And as I conclude this message of I'm upset, and as we reflect on you know Jonah being upset, like I said, after he should have really considered himself a hero, I think it's so interesting that the book of Jonah ends with a question. Like it, it, it ends with God asking him, shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? Um, and, and you know, before that he, God talks about, you know, people living in spiritual darkness and and shouldn't that be the reason he feels sorry for them? And I and I think that that spiritual aspect of our lives 
is really where a lot of people lack, even myself, you know, where I really have to make sure that I tune in and I keep that aspect of my life healthy because, you know, sometimes, yeah, we we get upset and we get frustrated and we get anger. But I think that's sometimes because we have the wrong perspective on things and we're not willing to grow and to learn. Um, and we're also not willing to to see the silver lining that that Jonah was missing, right? That Jonah, you saved all those people. And yeah, I might have told, and you know, God is like, I might have told you something else is gonna happen. But the truth is, sometimes there's something more that I need to do, right? Sometimes there's something more that we need to grasp in life. There's something that we have to be able to see. And I think that's kind of like the culminating message of Jonah is your perspective has to be able to say, okay, look, things might not go my way. You know, I might have these dreams and these visions and and might want something to go a certain way, but if it doesn't, I need to be open to it and I need to be ready and I still need to be excited and happy and joyful because I'm alive and I'm walking out my purpose and things aren't going as I planned, but I'm still making something shake and I'm still being great. And that's the truth of it. So thank you for tuning in to another Shape the Culture message. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, I hope you took something away from it that you can implement in your daily life as soon as you finish listening to this. Um, like I said, make sure you share with a friend. We follow the model of each one, teach one. Um, you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on all the major podcast outlets, platforms. You can also visit us at shapetheculture.org. I'll talk to you all next week. I love you all. Peace.